0: Welcome to the DSO Connect podcast, this is Casey. I just wanna take a minute and apologize that we did not release this week's episode on Tuesday as regularly scheduled. We had a few technological hiccups and personal hiccups as well, and we just were not able to get this week's episode out on Tuesday, so I sincerely apologize, but we are here with a brand new episode, and I hope you enjoy it uh, just a little bit late. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey, and I am very excited to have a special guest on with me today, one of our members of the DSO Connect community, Trish. How do you pronounce your last name, Trish? Molten. Molten. Okay, good. Molten, like hot lava. (laughs) lava. Um, Trish Molten is joining us here today. Trish has been a member of the DSO Connect community for several years now, Yeah.
1: I think it's been probably a couple,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. she came to our retreat last year in Pennsylvania and is just such a smart businesswoman and a passionate dance educator and I'm excited to have her on. So Trish Moulton has been educating dancers for over 20 years. As the owner of Dance Studio of Maine, she thrives on seeing all of her dancers succeed. Trish has choreographed and directed many award-winning routines. Trish has trained with international dance teaching standards. She has coached for the Sea Dogs Dance Team and Lady Red Claws, along with having many great connections and friendships within the greater dance community. Her training still continues with classes and seminars regularly. Trish's belief is that we can never stop dancing. The opportunity to judge allows Trish to further expand the knowledge she has. And her quote is, I believe that the student can be the teacher. Amen to that. Yeah, right? (laughs) For real. I feel like the kids teach me more than most seminars and training conferences and all kinds of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, uh. I don't know. Sometimes they drop knowledge, and you're like, wow. <laughs> wow.
0: I yeah, got, and sometimes sometimes they drop knowledge by testing your patience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. But yep. yeah, every, every challenge is a learning opportunity. <laughs> every time. <laughs> so, Trish, tell us a little bit about your background growing up dancing, um, what your home studio was like when you grew up dancing, and what yeah. your – your, the dance studio of Maine is like now. Yep.
1: Um, so I grew up in Long Island, New York. I live in Maine now. Um, so it's a, it's a big change. (laughs) I've been here for a long time. So, uh, growing up in Long Island, I went to like a small storefront studio, one classroom, you know, um, my teacher was a Rockette and she was very, everything had to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I guess maybe some of my OCD tendencies may have come from from there. Um, They only offered, you know, tap, ballet, and jazz at the time, you know, back in the eighties. And um, I didn't start till I was twelve. I called every dance studio in my area to find which one was the cheapest. And I said to my parents, "Can I please go
0: to this one?" Wow! Uh, Yeah. So So I started. You made all the phone calls. You did that legwork. Yep. Yeah. Twelve years old. That's awesome.
1: You know, my my dad's an Italian immigrant. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. They were like, let's sign her up for something, you know.
0: So, yeah, so I did it on my own. Can you imagine a 12-year-old now doing that? Like, if a 12 year old called your studio, your front desk person would be so impressed.
1: Yeah, they would be like, "Uh, Excuse me? I've had some kids call, and you're always like, Where's your mom? (laughs) Right? But like back then, they were like, Yeah, it's fine. Just show up. So yeah, I took one jazz class a week there, um, and then I just started assisting with the owner. um, And then I got hired as a teacher, um, teaching at another studio. And how
0: old were you when you first started teaching at that other studio? I was 18,
1: 18. yeah. Um, So I used to – the funny thing is is I tell my students this, but I tell them it's not okay to do it. I used to, um, like, sneak on the train to go to New York City and take class. (laughs) My parents didn't know. So because they didn't offer hip-hop or they didn't offer, like, that urban culture that I really love because hip-hop is my favorite. Uh Um, I did a lot of it dancing in the clubs, and then I would – jump on the train and tell my mom I was going to my friend's house and just go into the city and take class at Broadway Dance Center. So yeah. that's
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of where my dance training uh, started. And then, you know, just kept, I'm I always love learning. So Mm -hmm. I'm always taking online classes, like business classes, whatever, the more learning I can do, the better. So
0: yeah. How did you become a dance studio owner?
1: Um, so the studio, when I moved to Maine, I was 21 years old. Um, I worked for the studio that I own now for two years, and she had asked other people that worked for her for a long time if they wanted to purchase it. And they were like, no, I'm not a business person, not what I want to do. And I had always wanted to own my business, own studio, and she knew that. So she, I was like 23 years old at the time, and she said, do you want to buy the studio? And I was like, yeah. And so I tried to go to the bank. I tried to go to, like, the local <laughs> business people. And they were like, you don't even have a car. Like, you're not giving you money. So, you know, I had to ask my parents. I was like, this is what I want to do. Can you please help me? So wow. they gave me a loan to um, start my studio. And my dad uh, used to say, you need to get a real job. And so... <laughs> It is a real job.
0: Yes, so, it is. Yeah.
1: So I um, bought the studio at 24 years old.
0: Wow.
1: And uh, doubled the size of it in the first year.
0: No way.
1: Yeah, it was nuts. I'm. That I was, like
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It, it just it was they. I think people were excited that I was doing it, and some people were like, "Why are why is a child running the school?" <laughs> They used to ask, like, who owns this place? And I was like, me, I own
0: it. (laughs) Oh, my
1: gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. So that was kind of when I started. I I remembered a local bank guy said to me, "Um, you work at the hair salon, right? And I was like, no, I own the dance school in town. And he was like, no, I don't think you do. (gasps) And then my response was, "Well, I'm never doing business at your bank."
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I still have it to this day, and now I'm I used to there. get that a lot when I first opened my studio. I was 20, 23. Uh, yeah, I think I was yeah. 23 when I opened. And um, I remember one one time I went to like some community fair or festival, and you know, talked to a lot of people and handed out business cards. And the next week, somebody called and said. Um, you know, oh, I, you know, I talked to this girl at this fair and I'm interested in classes. And so on the phone, I was like, oh yeah, well, I'm the owner. Let me help, what could I do? I, that was me that you talked to. And they're like, no, 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 no. It wasn't the owner, it was some young kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, 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 that's me. I am the young kid. I am also the owner. How can I help you? <laughs> and then they asked for my credentials. Yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: funny yes yeah, that is
0: so funny fun. so how long was the studio open before you bought it
1: um like uh 1952 sorry i just blanked out 1952. and i was the third owner it started as like the virginia door school of dance and then it turned into dance studio of maine so i was the third the third owner of it
0: yeah that's incredible what a legacy yeah
1: it's been in the community a really long time so like my joker recital is always like yeah we started in 1952 my plastic surgeon is amazing <laughs> <laughs> you know because they're like
0: great. really
1: lady i'm like no
0: <laughs> that's amazing and so how long have you been the owner
1: um, so let's do some math. It's been about t- 20 years. So 2001, September 11th was my first closing when I thought that was the most, you know, horrific reason why I needed to close. And here we are well, with, here corona. We are. you yes. know,
0: so, <laughs> well, but that means you survived nine 11, you survived yep. the recession of 2008. And yep. you're going to survive coronavirus. Like, yeah. obviously, you're doing something right. <laughs> it's been 20 years and you've made it through all that and more than doubled the size of the studio. So okay. kudos to you. Stubborn mule. That's what I it c- to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, how would you describe the culture at your studio before yeah. all of this?
1: Yeah. I mean, the culture before, I'm very, we're very drama free you know, we're, I have a big dance uh, competition company and people always think like, oh, that's such so dramatic. Like there's got to be a lot of drama. Um, and I just always like people to be kind to each other. I'm very honest with my customers and my students. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they love it and sometimes they don't. But I think that that, that has translated into what we're doing now really well. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm being honest with people. I'm like, listen, I don't know what we're doing here. And so when I say I don't know what we're doing, they believe me. I'm not just like, so I'm always up front with everybody. Everybody knows kindness and honesty are like the forefront of what we do all the time. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How are you, you, you've mentioned like being honest with your customers about the status of the business or classes or whatever, but how else are you maintaining that culture of kindness and honesty through, you know, this transition?
1: Um, we're doing a lot of um like community based stuff. I feel like we are okay. Like we're not I don't wanna I don't wanna like to use word struggling, but I feel like there are a lot of studios that are like financially running into a lot of trouble and I mm-hmm. I feel like at this time I'm utilizing my ability to help others in the community that are struggling. So mm-hmm. the honesty is more like Listen, I'm not begging people for money. If if you're not interested in, in doing classes online or if you're not, it's okay. So, like, I'm very upfront with the parents. If your kid doesn't want to do it, try, here's option A, B, and C. But if at the end of the day, we'll see you in September. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think that they appreciate me being honest about what we're going to do for recital, what we're doing for classes. Um, and I'm very, like... I'm very good at communicating with them, and that—that that I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from.
0: That's great. I've That's
1: been great. super kind back to us. I think all studio owners are feeling like people are, for the most part, being very, very nice right now.
0: Definitely, I've had a couple of um, of frustrated squeaky wheels, but they just need some extra grease and like yeah. hand holding. And like, I had one family try to withdraw. And, you know, she said the online classes just aren't working for us and we need to withdraw. And I emailed her back and said, I totally understand, that's absolutely fine. Just so you know, usually we do require sixty days notice, but we're waiving that policy considering the circumstances. Um, we are still planning on doing a recital of some form or another. So if you do deci- if you are withdrawing, you'll miss out on that opportunity. And, you know, let me know what you want to do. And she emailed back and said, Never mind right we'll stay. <laughs> like oh okay great like she just needed to be taken care of i think yeah yeah She just okay. needed a little bit of attention yep. yeah. yeah so what's so what's your structure right now for classes are you doing all, like live classes or pre-recorded how are you handling it
1: so what we did is we closed for a week in march i closed the doors um to this physical space on the 16th mm-hmm. and that entire week after we went into Like I sat all my entire staff down and I was like, you are going to need to get paid. So this is what we're doing, you know, and if you're on board, great. If you're not, I can't guarantee your pay. So we went to transitioning over 90 classes because I have two schools. I have one, um, two separate locations. So we took all of the classes, all 90 plus and put them on Zoom.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of work. We did a lot of testing. You know, like, I I don't roll any product. You know, I, I hate using that word because we're, like, dealing with people's physical beings. But, like, I don't like rolling anything out that isn't perfect. So mm-hmm. we spent a whole week just figuring out. And you know what? I told people, that first week, there might be some glitches. Your internet might be not working. Mine might not be working. The power could go out. I don't know. But this is what we're doing. So... And it worked I, I was like prayed to the universe that it worked and then we have so we use google classrooms too so we're uploading all the recital music and mm-hmm. I, the teachers are required to put up recital choreography videos and then we also post the zoom class after the classes happen so if a kid missed that day then they, they can't say, oh, well, she hasn't been going. I'll be like, oh, well, the Zoom link's on there. She can take the entire class whenever she wants. And there it is. So yeah. we have no excuse. There's so much content. And I, you know, I know it's hard for some people to do like their full schedule. But for us, it wasn't, it wasn't challenging. And I don't know why. But we have started in the studio doing it. And then our governor did a stay-at-home order. So I told my teachers, you're going to have to try to do it from home. So mm-hmm. they've been doing it from home. I teach in my basement. I love it. I eat dinner, go down there, <laughs> do my class, come back up.
0: You know. I know. When we get back to real life and having classes at the studio, life is going to be so much different.
1: Yesterday, I had to go to the studio to pass out costumes. And I was like, I've got to put shoes on?
0: Yeah. I don't even. What is that? <laughs>
1: I was like a little bit distraught. Like I got to get my, I have to have my mask and I have to have my, ble- I got to have all my things. Like, I got have like a kit that I bring with me. So that I make yeah. sure And it's like, it was wild. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wild. I, just like time management when we get back to real life is going to be a challenge. Like, you mean I have to drive places? I can't just like step out of the shower and like throw on a t-shirt and then be on class yeah. on Zoom wow. in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, so we're doing that, and then we're, like, just offering, like, little additional things here and there. Like, we do the princess tea parties, did a margarita and divas dance party. Chantel does the mimosas and moves. So I, like, I was, like, I have an idea because Chantel is so so great.
0: You were telling me about this earlier, but please tell me again so the people can hear. This is a great idea.
1: Yeah, so we just did a local tequila Mexican restaurant does homemade – margarita mixes. So it doesn't have the alcohol in it. Um, and so we just ordered for everybody. I sent out a Google doc, like what flavor do you want? And then we ordered the mix, we ordered the mix, delivered it to their houses with like a fun little margarita cup and like some, you know, tchotchkes in there, put a pencil, some candy or whatever. And then, um, we delivered it. And then last night on Cinco de Mayo, we had, um, a zoom dance party and we had 30 people. 30 bucks. I mean, 30 people. It was $20 a person. Um, and then we're donating the proceeds to the local uh, food pantries. So. That's brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. It was so much I
0: thought, fun. Was it a lot of parents of your students or was it just like random member people it from it? the community? Sure.
1: It was a mixture of people so like some people i had never seen or met before they just saw us posted on our social media or a friend one lady bought it for herself and then bought one for her neighbor oh yeah so it was it was mixed it was very mixed
0: that's awesome good and how did you just like logistically how did you manage the sign up and the payment did they have to register on your like student yeah. management software
1: No, what we did was because when we posted on social media, we just said, hey, send us an email. And then when they sent us an email, they got a Google form, like a Google, like, is that what it's called? The Google forms?
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I'm so like Googled out Um, that it had like all the questions in there. It was like address, phone number, you know, what flavor margarita mix. And then I put a waiver in there also that they needed to sign. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Yeah. And then we just, for my people that are customers of mine, we have everybody's credit cards on file. So we just were like, hey, I'm running your card for 20 bucks. And they were like, okay. So we ran everybody's card. And then anyone who wasn't a customer, we just called and took payment over the phone. Gotcha. Gotcha. People picked up immediately because they wanted to get their margaritas. Yes,
0: absolutely. Oh my God, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah.
1: So it worked. It was good. It was very fun.
0: That's a great idea. I might have to steal that. Although, I. It's, like, too late for, it's too late for Cinco de Mayo, but I don't, And there's never a bad time for margaritas.
1: <laughs> I really don't, yeah, I don't disagree
0: with that. Right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, um, what else have you done to kind of pivot to more online content as you plan for the future? So,
1: Summer, we are going to offer in, you know, in-person and virtual options because there are kids who have, you know, immune deficient systems mm-hmm. or asthma or, it you know, family you know, members who are compromised. Yeah. yeah, there's so many things. So we're going to offer both options. You know, I know a lot of studio owners have been talking about the logistics of being able to do that. And I'm still working on that because, again, I want it to be as perfect as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah we're gonna offer both and then I know I listen to the podcast with you and Robin and so I'm gonna start um, looking into the kajabi mm-hmm. side of it um, yeah I mean that's really what my option for summer is and then I'm I'm just praying that fall our state has been very low in cases we have like a thousand cases and um, 33 people in the hospital so that's all wow Yeah. So I'm hoping that fall might look a little different for us. I just don't, I mean, the whole thing is the unknown. I said yesterday, I've been doing this for 20 years and people always ask, Oh, are you losing sleep over recital? Are you, you know, and most recitals, I literally wake up that morning and just go do three shows with a thousand people in the audience, every show. And I'm just like, I'm just tired, but I'm not stressed. Right. Because Because you've
0: been doing it for so long. It's, it's, old news now. (laughs) It's old news. Yeah. So um,
1: I'm just trying to figure out what that next look is going to be. And we just got to get good at it. We don't have a choice. So like whatever the next step is going to be, I'm going to have to to look at that. But one of the things that I do think people are talking about is um, creating value in class without an end result. Because Mm -hmm. I think that that's the pressure that we're all feeling right now about like, oh, crap, now I got to get this recital done because everybody bought costumes and this, that, and the other, and everything is recital, recital, recital. Well, why aren't we trying to build value in our class in itself? Yeah. So that's going to be what my, my like, terminology and verbiage for fall mm-hmm. are going to be, is the result, the, the quality of classes, the confidence it builds in your kid. All of these things are just as important as the three minutes they're going to spend on stage. Right. So that's what I'm. Fall is going to look like for me.
0: It's just change. how are you? How are you going to get that message out there? In all of
1: our our advertising and all of the emails that I send to the parents, it's just going to be like, you know, like McDonald's. You know, they have salty fries. You know, like they. We know because that's how they're presenting it to us, right? And okay. then when we get there, the fries either are really great or they're really terrible. <laughs> But we go back every time because they keep telling us it's so salty and delicious. So it's like, why can't we have to just keep pushing right. that? It's just like, I kind of think of advertising as like a little bit of mental terrorism. Like, how are you going to get in their head? How yeah. are you going to get Propaganda. This- yeah, it's a propaganda. It's the same thing.
0: It's Propaganda same- with good intentions.
1: <laughs> yeah, because think about it. They don't see, they see that their kid went on stage at the end and they see, oh, my kid is confident now because they were in this recital and there's a thousand people out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when I did dance, I'm a, I am consider myself a confident woman and we didn't have all of this right. when I was dancing. You know, like you did a little shindig at the local high school and that was it. And like your costume was like mediocre. But it's like I gained all that confidence from being an being independent having a call for myself like let's teach the kids other stuff
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: and i think the online classes give us an opportunity to do that
0: yeah because in person i
1: feel so rushed to do choreography so rushed to figure out how to do this complicated lift that like really at the end of the day like two people are going to clap about but when we you know like when you get a kid who leaves the studio at graduating senior and they're confident and they know how to present themselves, I
0: think that that's just as important as then the show. It's probably way more important, honestly. Yeah. I mean, how, like, how much is that sense of confidence and, and determination and the work ethic, like that is going to be so much more valuable in their life than the memory of being on stage. Yeah which i mean honestly they they're on stage so much nowadays they might forget half of the performances or competitions they do yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: in our like generation i mean i'm in my 40s and i don't have pictures and all this stuff from when i dance i don't even have my costumes i don't have any of that right but i know that 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 my teacher used to put her fingernails in my back my back to make me stand <laughs> up straight. you know like i remember her being like stand up straight you need to be your posture has to be strong and deterrent. Like there has to be this like thing. And I was like, that's what I remember. Yeah. Like, I remember how ugly the costumes were, but
0: <laughs> there were some bad ones. There definitely have been some bad ones.
1: <laughs> the eighties <80s>. help <laughs> The shiny tights all the time. And the flat jazz shoes. And you had uh, to paint them and the crackle. Yeah. Paint. So I'm bad jazz shoes. Spray paint them gold.
0: I don't know what I'm doing. They look like <laughs> we yeah. need more gold jazz shoes in our lives these days. I
1: think so. We'll bring it back. we has <laughs> got time for crafts now. so. Oh,
0: my God. Um, so what do you feel like is the smartest thing that you've done so far to keep your community intact during this uncertain time? I think um, constant communication,
1: mm-hmm. uh, highlighting all the great stuff we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like keep posting. Like, not I don't. Po- I don't post sob stories. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not posting any of that stuff. Like, oh, no. it would have been great to have. Like, our recital for my new studio is on the sixteenth. Was supposed to be May sixteenth for my brand new studio that we just opened. Mm-hmm. I'm not posting a sob story about it. No, you're not going to hear it. It's not even going. It's not going to even touch the pages anywhere. It's going to be, hey, I'm so excited. Hey, your kid did great today. Post a picture of the kids. So like if you constantly keep reminding people of what they're missing and you constantly keep reminding them of how great it would have been, then you can't rev them up for what is going to be great in the new, I hate, the new normal or whatever the heck. I hate that term. But <laughs> I know. I'm so sick of it. The new normal, like <laughs> new whatever. Normal. Move on. I'm a, I just, I tend to just move forward very quickly. So, yeah. you know. I think it's just my ability to keep people positive and to keep them excited about what's coming next instead of what they're missing.
0: Which is so interesting because you're not like a sunshiny... No. (laughs) You're not like that kindergarten teacher personality full of bubbles and rainbows. Like you're very to the point and dry. Yeah. But you're not dry in like a harsh or insincere or cynical way.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're and I think
0: motivating. You're still a good leader and you're motivating.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I did think about that because sometimes what happens is I'll get off of these Zoom calls or I'll get off of, you know, a meeting or something and I'm like, oh my gosh, was I too hard on them? Or was I like, sometimes, you know, when we have our DSO things, I, I'm always like, ooh, was I not sensitive? I think that in my head all the time. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes people just need to hear it yeah Because everyone is like trying to sugarcoat it for everyone else so i think what like i'm a very compassionate person mm-hmm. i'm the first i would give you my house like if you didn't have a house i'd be like come on move on in like i'm very giving so i think that's where like yes i tend to be very like black and white and this is what it is and this is what we're doing and get on board or the train's leaving but i'll put my hand out to help pull you on the train
0: <laughs> you know like right yeah
1: yeah I do and I love my students and I love my staff and my families at my studio are just like picking up costumes yesterday there were a couple kids pulled up and this one girl like literally last year she was talking smack about me in the waiting room to like yeah like you know teenagers they get mad because they didn't get what they wanted or something and she she was talking about me and my office manager heard her said I'm telling Trish and the kid like was like Oh man. oh man and then my daughter got mad about it because she's her peer and my daughter said something to her and I was like no you cannot do that but anyway so I saw this kid yesterday she pulled up and I looked at her and she was like almost crying oh And I said to her I was like honey I am so happy to see you too like yeah we had a like sometimes we have a hard time yeah But you miss me. I look there. I go. You miss me. I know you do. And she's like, I do. I miss you so much. So it's kind of like that's that little silver lining where sometimes families fight and your kids don't always like what you have
0: to say. But like, it was great. I was so excited. So excited to see her yesterday. Tell me about costume pickup and how you do that
1: logistically. Um, we so we had already passed out. I order my costumes in December um, because we have I don't know. I think on average it's like 1,300 costumes that go through the studio, and so we pass them out early. As soon as they come in, we start passing them out. So this pickup was like kind of my leftovers. We just scheduled like from 4 to 4:30. You you like these are the classes that can come. And then I put my rolling rack, because we're on the third floor of our building, um, I put the rolling rack just downstairs. And as people pulled up, I yelled out, I'm like, what class are you picking up for? And they were like, oh, I'm tumbling for whatever. Okay, so I went in, I grabbed it. My daughter, you know, checked off that they had picked up their costume, and I threw it in the trunk, and they drove off. And in the email, we were like, don't get out of your car, and we can't chat. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. a little off. <laughs> Did you have yeah. any people who, like, the scheduling didn't work for them? They had to come at a different time or they were – Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: I told, like, there were – like, I got five emails last night. They were like, oh, my God, I forgot to come. And I said, all right, I'll be there at four from 4 to 5 tomorrow. So they'll show up, to, you know, today. And if I need to drive it to their house, I'll drive it to their house. It's something else I've done this whole time, been – over the top, accommodating,
0: mm-hmm.
1: over the top. What are some of If other I things? have to drive it to the house. Like we Pat, we did little scarves. <clears throat> I mailed little scarves, like the creative movement Juggling scarves.
0: scarves. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, juggling scarf with stickers and a little note. And I made it from me. I didn't make it from the teachers because this is one of the things that I think studio owners can kind of look at doing is I make the value about my business and me and my teachers. But when that teachers leave, it isn't all about Miss Susie. They came for the whole package. So if they're going to want to leave, they're going to have to leave me. Right. So what I did is I sent out the scarves, I sent out the stickers, I signed it from Trish and all of your, you know, teachers at the studio, I put a nice little note in there. And there were kids who The mail didn't either get to them or their mom was like, oh my gosh, my mailing address is wrong on my account. And I just drove the little envelope over to their house and put in their mailbox and beeped and waved and drove off.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Stuff like that. Yeah, it took me a little bit of time, but we have to invest our time and our money into our
0: businesses. It's the only way. Yep, absolutely. I spent a whole Sunday delivering tap boards Josh and I just yeah. went, went to Lowe's and got our plywood and loaded it up in the trailer and we spent the whole day delivering tap boards. It was, I mean, I had a great time because I got to wave at my students through the window or through the door, you know, like I loved yeah. it. But yeah. yeah. It
1: continues that the community value of mm-hmm. why they come to us. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. What's um? What's one thing that you might have done differently if you could go back and rethink things?
1: Better sound. I know that sounds super. Like yeah, I that's don't important. really don't think I screwed a lot up. I really don't because I always I move quick, mm-hmm. and so the second I knew I was in Nashville when this all kind of started, I was visiting my brother, and so I was on like time with my family and I said to my brother I'm going up to my room I will not be down for a couple hours and I went to work and I was like loading everything up telling my teachers the second I get back we're meeting this is before we had to quarantine for 14 days um, in my mm-hmm. state so <laughs> um, yeah and I just I mean I pivoted pretty quickly but I do think it would have been I wish I had better sound equipment for all my teachers because there's 10 of them so I bought like, you know, cheap mics on Walmart and I had to return some of them because they didn't work. So it's just those little things like the logistics. What did you, what did you find that that does work? What did you land on at the end for audio? Um, well, originally we were sharing the sound from the audio, but then we saw that it was delayed on my side. So like mm-hmm. when it got to you, it was delayed. So anybody who's been doing this knows that. Um, But when I talked to Amanda, she had said that the microphone with an external speaker, that tends to be the best. Mm -hmm. So we have, everybody has a microphone, they have an external like Bluetooth type speaker or plug-in speaker, it doesn't matter. But um, it doesn't delay it on our side. So the students are receiving it in the content and the form that's supposed to be, but they're always going to be delayed to us right that's my next thing is i want to build something like why does zoom have to get all the money
0: (laughs) yeah aren't there don't you know some software developers trish come on yeah that's what i'm like what can i do next i'm going to
1: build a a a platform why has somebody not come up with that yet yeah maybe and and why can't it be you it might very well be i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's possible that's like i always see problems i just want to fix them and yeah Hate having delay. The delay is brutal.
0: Well, that segues perfectly into my next question, which is if if the dance studio industry were to not recover and not return, what would you what can you see yourself doing in the future if you weren't doing this?
1: I don't really. I don't know. I don't see my. I don't see myself doing anything else. So I think I would just have to adapt. And, you have no backup plan. No, I don't, I don't know.
0: I don't. If you don't have a backup plan, then there's no safety net. You have to succeed. Like,
1: yeah,
0: I, I don't look at,
1: like, I don't know. I don't look at it. Like I'm gonna not be able to do this. And right. I've, I've said this to my husband. There's people who are like, we're not doing a spring show. We're not doing this. We're not. And, and that for them is what the decision, we don't know what their background is of why they need to make those decisions. Right. But for me, there's no, there's the word no means nothing to me. <laughs> Not one ounce. So not being able to do it doesn't really even resonate with me because dance in whatever form it's going to be is never going to go away. Right. I mean, it's on hieroglyphics, like right. it's not it's going in for anymore. a long time. So I'm just going to adapt to whatever it needs to be. And it might not feel all warm and fuzzy like it did before, but we just are going to have to figure it out. Like yeah. that's, I don't know, maybe a private investigator. I'm good on the internet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you being a private investigator. You're bad. I not have to pull. <laughs> That's what I, we've always joked around. Is one of my things, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to do anything else. So good. Yeah,
0: I mean, maybe you know you found the right thing. If you're not daydreaming yeah. about something else, then you're probably pretty good with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, what What's your plan for your recital right now?
1: Uh, right now, my thought process, and it, I go back and forth, but. I think we're, so the theaters are allowing us to go in. Okay. So, because I have two separate theaters that we're utilizing for the different studios. and How we, far
0: apart are your two studios distance-wise?
1: Uh, 45 minutes. Okay. And I live right in between both, so it's like nice. perfect. Yeah. Um, we're going to tape the kids on stage as if they were in a real show. Let one parent come in with them, because our maximum is 50 with- Okay with social distancing of six feet. So Mm -hmm. I'll have to go into the theater and block out six feet seats, block out the stage. So they're six feet apart. It's like such a, like, I just want to get it over with. I need a chapter closed. So we're going to do it on stage. Let them be able to, and then we're going to videotape the performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have everybody get a digital download Mm-hmm. I'm going to charge a recital fee because producing this video and putting it all together and renting the theater, it's like not one free. Of the told me they're still going to charge me a show day. Right. So I have to, I'm not going to lose money. I'm not going to, I don't mm-hmm. give money away. I don't, I don't overcharge people, but I, it's not my responsibility to cover all the fees all the time. Right. So yeah, so we'll do like a recital fee. They'll get the digital download. They can share it with grandma. They can share it with whoever. And then we're going to do view- viewing parties over the summer. Awesome. I, I just bought the other night on, I think it was like Wayfair. Wayfair Professional. If you guys don't have that, it's better. Really? Than- yeah, because we have a business, so you can get the Wayfair Professional pricing. What instead. kind
0: of stuff have you bought on Wayfair Professional?
1: Bought a bench for my daughter's bedroom. Wow. Oh. Like just, it's cheaper. They charge <laughs> you like a business rate. So oh. I bought all the chairs for my studio, I've bought like all sorts of stuff. So for the viewing party, I brought a 20 foot blow up screen for outside. Nice. I don't know if I don't use it, I'll return it. It's like a 60 day return or something. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, try, we'll try it, we'll test it. And then that way I can break it down. Like I know this class, if I'm only allowed to have 50 people, mm-hmm. we'll do a little viewing for these couple classes, spread them all out on the lawn and do a little show. I just don't want to lose the community feel. Right. That's my thing. And then for our older kids, I'm going to probably, I'm trying to rent the drive-in. I talked to them. Nice. And they said June 1st, they will have a better idea.
0: And I was like, just tell me now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll send you a check right now.
0: My drive-in has not gotten back to me. And I'm like, because I want to do it so bad. I think it would be so cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. The older kids, like when I told my 16-year-old that that was a thought, she was very like, really? You're going to do the drive? She goes, I thought you were just going to rent it so we could watch a movie. Cause I've rented the <laughs> theater to do like a, a movie night. Like, right. or something. Um, but she was like to show us on there. And I was like, yeah, she's like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And I, I was like, I didn't come up with it. Somebody else did, but I, I for sure. I just, I don't want to lose the community feel. That's, that's my goal. Right. Yeah. It's so important it and then have an opportunity if they want to come to be able to watch it together.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of all the mess that we're in right now, what do you feel like has been a positive or a blessing of some sort that's come out of this?
1: I think for me, it gave me more, um, I got very, in my business, I got detached. I was slightly detached hmm where I was like okay I just I think very black and white one two three this is what it is this is how much it, it's going to be this is who's doing it and I feel like I was you know going to Florida every couple months <laughs> doing <laughs> my own thing like working from the beach like living my best life and I think it was like a little bit of a slap in the face like you need to pay more attention mm. so I've been more um like sending out those notes I would have never done that before I would have made somebody else do it right, right. I'm not write notes and go to the post office I have too many things to do like they're like running studios like so many logistical things and I wouldn't have done it so I think making me more involved and more personal Mm -hmm. uh, is what I I've been enjoying it like I I like getting back to that I forgot about it for a little bit
0: yeah yeah I can see that I mean we have a
1: million classes I can't be in every single corner of the studio I try um but it was good to get back to some of the people that I don't always pay attention to.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we
0: can wrap this up and we've been doing this, um, Robin and I have been doing this on the podcast for the last few weeks. And so I want to ask you what has been the highlight of your week or what is something recently that's made your heart happy? Uh, we did a
1: viewing party for our company dancers on Zoom. I mm-hmm. bought um, all their performances from their only competition they got to see, um, and it was like three hours long. And I put it on Zoom, and I and like watching them perform was so cool. That's awesome. I mean, I could have done it by myself, and I could watch the videos anyway. But like seeing their little faces in the screen and being like, "Yeah," I, like cheering for each other and like having that like performance side of it again um was pretty cool that was
0: that was sweet that's beautiful (laughs) i love that oh yay so how about you
1: what did you
0: um oh i didn't think of this ahead of time oh sorry (laughs) I should train myself I should know by now um right. you and Robin always do it I know we do it every time um let me see I think um, <laughs> oh this um, may or may not be a wise decision but last week I went on a social distanced dog walk with a couple of friends and it was it was at seven in the morning which is not early for some people but that is early for me. <laughs> And I, I got there to the parking lot at the park at seven in the morning. And I was like, y'all are nuts. They do it every single day. And I'm like, no, I'm not a morning person. But um, but it was really nice to like, yeah, we had to like yell at each other because we were trying to stay far apart while we were walking to have a conversation. But it was just nice to like be around other people.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And the dogs got to play together. So that's always good. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: It sounds like yeah. fun.
0: <laughs> it was. It was lovely. And it was raining.
1: <laughs> oh, boy.
0: We're a bit <laughs> right a ago. Sorry. Sorry. I know. I know. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, Trish, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. It was really great to have you.
1: Thank you. I, I like hanging out with you guys. I, for yeah. sure. Can I throw like a quick little plug for the DSO? Please. Okay. So, for those of you that are not part of the DSO community, I will say that I have other Facebook groups that I'm part of with studio owners um, and really not, none of them serve me, even close to
0: how DSO does. Oh, I just thank you. Yeah,
1: you guys are, it's very personal.
0: That's, Again, what, that's yeah. what we're aiming for, yeah, thank you. So
1: personal and these other groups I just don't, like I don't even know who I'm writing to or who they are. and. I know, I can always put a face with a name and the information is always valid. Mm. There's, I never feel like there's any like random thoughts. If that right. makes sense. Everybody's well thought out. And the, the, you know, all of you ladies who run it are just intelligent and smart and welcoming and all those things. So throw that in there. Cause I, I for sure think. You oh, guys do thank you. Amazing work. Amazing
0: That work. is so nice to hear. You know what? That's my happy moment of the week yeah. right
1: there. <laughs> I for sure appreciate you guys a lot. So,
0: well, we appreciate you too. You've been such a wonderful part of our community and helping it grow, and and being an, another like seasoned voice in the in the group. And I think that's really important to have.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, everybody, have a wonderful week. We will see you next time, and sayonara.